So I have to apologize. I have to lean off with lead off or lean off, I guess. <laughs> lead off with an apology. All you egals, don't say I never apologize and don't say I'm a chauvinist because I'm, you know, I'm a humble, lovable Christian guy. I forgot to change the recording yesterday from studio to mono. And what that does is, for those of you who listen to the show on your headphones or watch uh, with watch with your headphones on on YouTube or live streaming it, that means it would only come out of the left ear. And I have to usually, because I record in QuickTime, take it, put it in GarageBand, switch it to mono so it goes to both of my headset or both of your earphones and didn't do that. That could be super annoying. I very apologize. I usually do it, which leads me to my second apology. This one is in advance. So I'm apologizing for the future. And this is that. I'm going to be recording with a lot of family in the house. I'm going to be traveling for business in the beginning of December. So I don't know where I'm going to be recording a lot of some of the shows. And there's probably going to be a lot of back, background noise that I wish wasn't there. I, I'm praying that doors aren't slammed, bottles aren't clinked, all that stuff. But if it happens, I really, really apologize. And thank you for listening and staying with us through the holidays. December, things just drop off. So I just I really appreciate you guys that stay faithful through December and listen to the show. The show is HTBT. My name is Matt Williams. Thank you for listening. As I just said, we are part of the Fight Laugh Feast Network. Go over to fightlaughfeast.com, put in HTBT in the memo field, and you'll get a mug, a 15-ounce mug that even a six-foot-seven giant, giant, if you want to know what's what it was like to look at Goliath, you need to know uh, our club member, Chad, who has a mug, shared it on Twitter. He's six-foot-seven, and all four fingers fit into the mug. I'm telling you, if you are a big guy like Chad... Or myself. I'm not 6'7". I'm like 6'3". If you're a big guy like Chad, you need to get one of these mugs. Go over to fightlaughfeast.com. Put an HTBT in a memo field. You'll get the mug. You'll get tons of great content. You will get Proverbs for Kings that Toby goes through. Proverbs. It's fantastic. And you'll get tons of other benefits. But most of all, you'll be proclaiming the Lordship of Jesus. You'll be helping us as we do it. And man, is it more evident than ever for some of you who watched the last Democrat debate? Oh my goodness. I just don't get it. There's a lot of things that I just don't get that we're going to talk about today. Don't forget about Reform Jellical. Every Wednesday night, you can watch us live. We're going to be moving that over under the Fight, Laugh, Feast channel at the new year. I'm really excited about that. You're going to be able to watch us live if just being a Fight, Laugh, Feast member. And hey, you know what? Even if you are a Fight, Laugh, Feast member now and you want to join us live, we do 8.30 p.m. Eastern time, so before the cross politics guys go live on their show. You want to come watch, participate. It's a good time. Just email me, email me a statement that says you're a member, and I will invite you to the show so you can watch it for free and you can be part of it. You can participate. We have polls and all that good stuff, and we just have a good time. So you can join us on that. So, something I don't get the Tesla Cyber Truck has to be one of the worst rollouts ever in all of manufacturing. I mean, Ford has had an issue with their Explorer, but this one. They were testing it by throwing rocks, I don't know, to the unbreakable glass that broke. And they did it again. And that one broke too. And they had test drives and they were going around. And this thing looks like a, a stealth bomber. This thing is ugly. And it's supposedly it's supposed to be released in 2021. It basically looks like a trapezoid. 
and the so this is the news that has just come out. Now I was gonna start. I was going to start this segment talking about this is the perfect example of what it looks like for someone to design something for a customer that you cannot relate to. But I had to stop myself and I have to go a different direction with this because apparently they have 200,000 orders. 200,000 orders for the trapezoid truck that has breakable, unbreakable glass. I don't know how you can have the highlight of your rollout, your highlight of your rollout be your product not working and you get 200,000, 200,000 orders for this thing. Now here's the rub. It gets, uh, you get a hundred dollars non-refundable pre-order fee to get this. So if Tesla is telling you the truth, 200,000 orders, a hundred dollar pre-order fee. They made $20 million off of a broken, unbreakable glass rollout. And all you can see so far is just some specs. You have the shell, you can go on a little test drive, but like the dash, there's nothing. It's just the pad and the steering wheel and you can go. (laughs) It's just, it's almost, it's comical. And it's just a good reminder for us that even when you plan, even when you do well, you may not succeed. And even when you mess up, that you can still be successful. You can still be successful. And it doesn't always come down to how well you execute. And sometimes it's just in the cards and how God allows things to happen. But there it is. The Tesla truck that is completely ugly that I would never get in a thousand years has 200,000 orders and has already made $20 million from their pre-order fee. Fantastic. I mean, this thing might not even come out in 2021. You know how his record is with with uh, rollouts. But you know, you know my disdain for Tesla just from nothing to do with Tesla whatsoever if you've been a long-time listener of the show. Speaking of disdain, Trump 2020 is in the news again and it is because of social media. Facebook is joining the possible networks that is going to limit political ads. Now, before we were talking about it in the context of Twitter and I was thinking, man, you know what? This is a really good advantage for Trump. Why would they be doing this? He has an enormous amount of followers. Twitter is only around today or how it is today and how popular it is today because of Trump. Trump was, I mean, Twitter was crashing. If you remember during the election before Trump, In 2016, 2015, Twitter was in trouble. People were leaving. There was no reason for it. They were trying to do all these different things. They were rolling out larger character limits and all this stuff. And they didn't know what to do. Jack Dorsey didn't know what to do. And he was trying a bunch of different things. But then Donald Trump came along and personally tweets. And all the reporters, all the political pundits, all the political junkies that want to be in on the cutting edge, that want to get into debate, Christian Twitter started coming in and all of the cool, cool people, not just the cool people, the cool, cool people. (laughs) I don't know why I said that twice. I didn't mean to. And they saved it. And I was thinking, okay, that will save it. But then that, I mean, that will be an advantage to Trump that everyone else will not be able to pay and you'll just have to rely on your followers. And then I was thinking, I was thinking about this. I've totally changed my mind and I changed it for this reason is they're not fighting honest. I was making that assertion in a stupid, unwise way, thinking 
that Twitter and Facebook and all of these tech companies have a level playing field for us. And as I've complained about it multiple times before, I don't know why it slipped my mind. But they're not going to play fairly. I mean, by far, Trump has the most engaging tweets, and yet I never see them on my Twitter feed. I rarely see them on Facebook. So it doesn't matter how much how much follower how many followers you have, which is the currency of social media. If you were ever wondering, like, what gives you weight in social media? It's not your arguments; it's the size of your following, which you know you can hate and you can snuff, but at the same time, you need to understand that. If you want to be taken seriously on social media, the higher the followers you have, the more serious you're going to be taken. It's just the world we live in down there, down there in the sewage of social media. Uh, speaking of tweets, I was just thinking about this in re- re- relation to how these social media companies are fighting with the Democrat debate that we painfully, some of us saw. Luckily, I didn't. I missed a lot in the last one, but I'm assuming it's all the same, you know end of the world because of man-made global warming. Trump's the worst person in the world. We need to impeach him, blah, blah, blah. Did I get it right? Did I pretty much sum it up? Yeah, I thought I did. But I was thinking about this, and I tweeted this out, which if you haven't followed me, I'd appreciate it because, again, followers are the currency of social media. I wish Christians would fight for God's agenda the way these Democrats fight for theirs. Could you imagine if us as Christians were so dedicated, we were so in sync. We were so unified. We were so passionate. We were building businesses. We were creating companies strategically to advance God's agenda, just like the Democrats do, just how they call themselves progressives. What if we as Christians considered ourselves progressives, progressing towards the kingdom, pushing God's agenda? And what if we hated sin as much as the Democrats hate Trump? Could you imagine? Like some of these people can't even say his name. What if we hated sin that way? Not the sinner. What if we hated sin that way in our own lives, in our family's lives? What if we attacked it? What if we banned it? What if we removed it? What if we had different platforms and we had different practices and different liturgies that would keep us from even saying sin? even having it on our lips. This world would look so different. It would look so different. Hopefully that's encouragement, not a discouragement. Just a little friendly reminder that we are going to have advertising slots open right now. We'll see. I mean, it's always changing at the end of February and beginning of March. So if you want to advertise like some of our other advertisers, we have one last week. We're going to have them back this next week. And then we're going to have a new sponsor in the beginning of the year. But we have some spots open on February. So if you want to reach thousands of people that are business-minded, that are looking for business tools, ways to grow their wealth, ways to have new um, side hustles and all those things, and then you can reach out to me, Matt, at howtobuild10.com. I'd love to talk to you about what you're doing. Kroger brings farming to its stores and it pushed to get greener. And this is where I got my title. (laughs) Hydroponics is not just for weed anymore. It's nice to see hydroponics are going to be used in a context besides smoking weed. And then, you know, that brings me back to my Long Beach Snoop Dogg days. I never lived in Long Beach. In fact, I hated Long Beach. And I wasn't eh, Snoop Dogg. Like, he had some good songs, but some of them were like, oh, come on. Are you kidding me? Kroger is bringing it back. Now, if you are in a state where you have a Ralph's, like California, 
That's Kroger. Kroger owns Ralph's. And this is really interesting. They're partnering with a German startup called Infarm. And they're piloting two stores and rolling out 15 more because of the success they're having. Now, this is something that if you don't work with big businesses, what will happen is because it's such a big ship, a business, there's so many moving parts. You can't just try something with everyone. And if it fails, you're going to take a huge hit. So how you kind of hedge and how you roll out and you learn quickly in a big corporation is you have pilots and you start out with a certain division, a certain location. It depends on how your organization is structured and you prove the model. And if it is a success, you prove the new, I shouldn't say the model, but you prove the process improvement or you prove the new product you're rolling out. Like it could be a new kind of you know, milk or a new kind of farm or whatever it is, or it could be a new different kind of invention like this in farm. And so they started with two stores and it was a success in those two stores, which means they made money. And so they're rolling out to 15 more stores. And what they're doing is they're growing these vegetables, lettuce, kale, cilantro, parsley. They're growing it in the store. They're growing it in the store, which is interesting because they're cutting out the supply chain of shipping it, having it grown in a farm and moving it to a store. And I just wonder what that is going to mean for, you know, for what stores are going to look like in the future. Are we going to have a farm like on top where all the, you know, we're breathing the CO2 and the plants eat the CO2 because, you know, it's not actually a, a toxin what are they called a pollutant, but it is part of the system. And they're just, we're growing our own lettuce, kale, cilantro, and parsley, and we're turning into farm stores. It'll be really interesting because of the computer controls, the less transport, the less water, and they're going to result in less pesticides and fertilizer, which is really interesting. It's really amazing of how far we have come in producing and being able to grow food. It's absolutely amazing. I was thinking about this too, that, this is a way to cut down costs to be able to do all these things like remove these chemicals to use less water. And the solution was innovation. It was a new company. It was businesses, private sector, and it wasn't the government because a government solution would be to subsidize something. It would be to tax something. It would be to ban something like they're trying to do with e-cigarettes, what they've tried to do with cigarettes, right? They make you try to eat it in schools and the kids don't eat it. They try to get you to be more healthy this way. But the private sector is developing and creating these new ways to get healthier food to you. And it's only the free market that's going to do this stuff. So I thought that was kind of an interesting story. So if you start seeing vegetables being grown in your store, it's because they're making a lot more money off of it. But the pro of it is, is they are using less pesticides and fertilizers and it's lowering the prices for you. So it's a win-win situation. It's a win-win situation. Now, this was a story, and we'll close with this, because I just think it was outrageous, and I had to talk about it. <laughs> the two uh, publications in AFP, which is French publication, who cares about them? I'm just kidding, all my French listeners, I love you guys. Reuters and this AFP company, they did a story on, I'm sure you've heard of this, right? They did a story on a UN study that came out where they were looking at the migrant children on the Mexican-American border, and they were released this story and how it was scandalous and how the Americans are so terrible, and oh my gosh, Trump is 
He's the worst. Can you believe how many kids are are attained or detained at the border? We have to do something. This inhumanity, it's terrible. This is like concentration camps. It's the worst. And then they realized they published the story and they were using 2015 data. Trump was elected in 2016, sworn into office in 2017. That means Obama was president in 2015. So you know what they did? They were honest. They, they did the right thing. They have integrity. The news organizations, they are entrusted with the news. They are as important as our constitution. You can't talk about the news. You can't say that they have, you know, poor motives and that they're, they do bad things. You can't attack the press. That's a part of our freedom. You know what they did? Yeah, they, they corrected it. They, they came out and they apologized and they said they were sorry and they said they'll, they'll try harder and they, they came out with some steps that they're going to do better and how this isn't going to happen again. And they, they provided the true facts and they vindicated Trump and they wrote the story and they put and said, and they talked about it from Obama's perspective and said, Obama failed us here. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He didn't, they didn't do that. They just deleted the story. They just deleted the story. Oh, I bring this up because it's hilarious, even though I kind of butchered that, how I wanted to deliver that. But I, I made it up on the fly, so I butcher things because I make them up on the fly. And, um, but I mentioned this because there's opportunity here. There's opportunity for us who are grounded in values and virtues that have honesty, that have a passion for news, to have passion for getting the truth out there. I know there's a lot of you out there. Just like how Fox News saw a niche. There is going to be more niches for these Project Veritas kind of companies. So if you are thinking about getting into journalism, you're thinking about starting some kind of reporting career, and you have virtue, and you have values, and you have integrity, we need you. We need you because this is what we get. They publish a story when it fits their narrative that it's attacking Trump, and when they realize that it is about one of their precious people, their protected class, the Democrats, they just delete it. Like, how do you have a society, a free society like that? And so, and the last thing I want to say about that is we need to be wise. We need to understand that they are withholding tons and tons of things from us. It's not just this. This is something unique because they published it and then they hit it. Usually they just hide it and they catch it and they don't publish it. So be wise. Understand that there are tons and tons of things happening that we just don't even hear about. And look for opportunity and pray. And let's get in the fight. We'll talk to you tomorrow.